the, the series that we're going to be talking about is Kingdom Authority. Amen. Kingdom Authority. You see, we can talk about it's our winning season, but you got to win the fight. Yes. And for a lot of us, we don't even, we, we, we're not even participating in the fight. Amen. We've been taking a whipping and then declaring we're going to win, but amen, uh, it is incumbent upon us to learn how to fight effectively. Uh, I didn't include the scripture, but I think about a scripture in the Old Testament. In the book of Judges, I believe it's around about the third chapter of the book of Judges. And it talks about there how that there was a generation of the children of Israel that did not know how to fight. And, 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 and when Joshua and the children of Israel conquered uh, and took Canaan, there were certain enemies that God did not allow them uh, to completely obliterate and defeat. And he left pockets of resistance in Canaan. And in the book of Judges, uh, the third chapter, it says that uh, uh, God allowed pockets of resistance, and I'm paraphrasing it, but he allowed enemies to remain so that uh, the those uh, descendants of the children of Israel who were not battle-hardened, uh, he left enemies so that they could learn how to fight. And I begin to think about there's some of us that, uh, you know, we all have different backgrounds or whatever. Uh, and uh, I don't know how many of you grew up having to fight in the natural. Uh, but... Uh, it seems like over time uh, we get away from uh, our roots and uh, in the natural we had to fight. And what I've learned is that in the spiritual, amen, in the kingdom of God, there is still going to be a fight. And there are still pockets of resistance uh, to try to keep you uh, from what God has said is yours. And so that's why we want to uh, spend some time uh, over the next few weeks uh, because that's our theme song. And if we if we win and everything attached to us win, we're going to have to get in the fight. Amen. Is that all right? Yeah. Amen. Kingdom authority. Kingdom authority. And what we're going to be talking about on today, amen, is getting the upper hand on the underworld. Can you say that with me? Getting the upper hand, the upper hand on, the on the underworld. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we come to you today uh, and we come uh, to your word. And I've already uh, uh, decreed and, and, and I'm already believing that our hearts are going to be good ground for the word that's going to be sown in this place on today. And so God, I thank you. I know the anointing is in your word. And I, I thank you that because our hearts are good ground, it's going to take root. It's going to grow and it's going to produce fruit. Yes. And we're going to see a return in the kingdom. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Getting the upper hand on the underworld. You see, when 
you and I, when we were born again, we were born again to win. Amen. God didn't save us to be losers. Amen. With the new birth came kingdom authority. And, 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 and he even talks about uh, putting on the whole armor of God. Uh, we were fitted for victory. Yes. Hallelujah. And when I talk about kingdom authority, uh, as a child of God, as a believer, kingdom authority is God is a God-given mandate uh, of Christians to exercise control over the world in the name of Jesus Christ under his oversight. How many of you recently have felt like your world was out of control? Anybody felt like that? Amen. I know there are times I have. Uh, and then there are times when I look at even some of the conditions that are going on. It looks like things are out of control. But I believe, I believe that uh, if the church would step up to the plate and if, if and as believers, when I say the church, I ain't talking about the institutions or the building. I'm talking about the members in the church. If we would get in our place and step up and believe God and act on his word and exercise our kingdom authority. Amen. God has given us a mandate to exercise control over the world in the name of Jesus and under his oversight. And so we're talking about, amen, uh, how to uh, how to overcome, amen, how to overcome the underworld. Now, it's real easy for me to say those statements, but I believe the word of God backs up what I've said uh, in 1 John 5, verse 4, New King James Version. The word of God said, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has, notice that, that has overcome the world. Our faith. Yes. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Yes. One of the things that I'm believing that we're going to see is we're going to see the level of faith rise in this place. Because if we're going to win, it's going to take faith. Amen. And, and, and God, and, and, and the thing that encourages me is, is when I turn my attention to the world and stop looking at how bad everything is looking. Uh -huh. When I turn my attention to the word, the word says, has overcome. Amen. We already have won. Yes. Even though it might not feel like it, even though it might not look like it, amen, we are overcomers. Yes, Hallelujah. And so uh, the question then, then that I would ask is, amen, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Yes. 
Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? I believe. Hallelujah. And not only do I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, amen, uh, then, uh, then, then we should be living in victory. Amen. We should be living in victory. I should be living in victory. If you're a believer, you should be living in victory. And now I'm not saying that, and, and, and I know immediately when you say that, okay, Pastor, you say we should be living in victory. But this, what, what, what we're dealing with don't look like victory. What's been going on in my life last week don't, don't, don't look like victory. Amen. I'm not talking about what it looked like. I'm talking about what the word declares yes. for the believer. And, 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 and I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to stir up yes. something in you. Yes. Just like I need to stir up something in me. Yes. Amen. Because I believe a lot of us are dealing and putting up with stuff that we ain't got to put up with. Yes. We were born to win. Not born to lose. And when we get this, it is a life-changing and liberating truth. So why don't we experience victory all the time? We're singing the song today. Amen. I purposely uh, uh, program in there. My name is Victory. My name is Victory. Amen. But, but, but why don't we live in victory all the time? Why do circumstances arise that discourage and people say things that cause us to feel defeated. And we find ourselves seemingly fighting a losing battle. Why is there still the struggle? Why are we fighting battles that are already lost when we could be enjoying a victory that's already won? I think sometimes we forget who we are. I think sometimes we forget what God said. And, 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 and we begin to do what everybody else is doing. But if you do what everybody else is doing, you're going to get what everybody else has. Hallelujah. We should be living in victory. So let's talk about, let's talk about kingdom authority. Let's talk about how to overcome Amen. The forces of the enemy. And uh, when I think about the forces of the enemy, I think about Satan and his kingdom. You see, there is a cruel and uh, uh, there's a ruthless and cruel underworld system that wars against our welfare, our happiness, and our joy. Amen. The, and, 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 you know, any of y'all seen some of the uh, movies about the Godfather and the Mafia and, and, and so forth? Well, the Mafia crime bosses of this world are amateurs when it, amen, compared, amen, to the syndicate of evil. Ruled by the prince of darkness and the master of deception who wears many disguises and has many illnesses. Bible says in 2 Corinthians 11 and 14, how that Satan himself will tra uh, transforms into an angel of light. So we, we, we need to have a little background on who the enemy is. For a lot of us, we go through our lives not realizing that there's a war 
amen, on. And uh, in Isaiah, the 14th chapter, beginning at the 12th verse, uh, it gives some insight into Satan. And in Isaiah 14 and 12, it says, How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground? You who weaken the nations. You who have said in your heart, I will ascend into the heaven, and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud, and I will be like the Most High. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. That's one of the reasons why I refer to the underground, because God, uh, when, he did, when he tried to exalt himself, God brought him down. You see, one time the devil served in heaven as a mighty angel. But he rebelled against God, and when he fell, he took a third of the angels with him. And they became disembodied spirits that we call demons today. The devil is now lord of these fallen angels. And together they form a demonized, organized, mobilized power of strategic wickedness. In Ephesians, in the New Testament, Ephesians 6 and 12, it says there, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against a spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. A lot of times we think that our enemy, we think that what's holding us back, we think that's what's troubling us, is a flesh and blood enemy. But the true enemy is not the government. It's not the Republicans or the Democrats. That's not the true enemy. Amen. The true enemy is, 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 is not uh, your husband or your wife if you're having marital problems. That's not the true enemy. There is a force behind the scenes. Amen. The true enemy is not your, 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 your kid. Amen. That uh, uh, is, is getting on your last nerve. Amen. There's a force behind the scene. And the reason that so many times we battle is because we never show a fight. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We are wrestling. Amen. And, and you know, when I think about wrestling, wrestling. Wrestling is a con is a contact sport. Y'all hear what I said? Yes. Amen. Wrestling is a contact sport. Uh, it's close quarters and uh, it's personal. For many of us, Amen. We haven't taken it personal enough yet, and uh, so uh, uh, we're not. Uh, uh, and 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 the battle is a spiritual battle. And, and, and it's important for us that we either get the upper hand on him and his forces or he's going to get the upper hand on us. So how does Satan plan to get the upper hand on us? Amen. What is his strategy? Well, I believe the word of God 
uh, will bring us out in terms of what his strategy is for trying to get the upper hand on us. And we can, and, and we can flip the script. Is that all right? Amen. I'm talking about King of He's not, he's not doing anything new. But his strategy is one that is tried and tested of old. He uses two chief weapons. Amen. The world and the flesh. Together with his orchestrations, they make up a trinity of evil. Called the world, the flesh, and the devil. I want you to say that with me. The world, the, world, the flesh, flesh, and the devil. And they are interactive. They work in uh, conjunction, amen, and, 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 and it's a three-pronged attack that the enemy uses to try to keep us in defeat. So we're going to talk about, amen, uh, those three, and uh, we're going to try to bring some light and some insight, and uh, hopefully... Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll begin to fight more effectively. Let's talk about the world. The world is the external foe. Amen. It's outside of us. And, and, and uh, in the passage, uh, and we, we didn't read the passage, but amen, in uh, John, uh, it talks about uh, uh, the love of the world. The world is the external. And to understand what it's talking about there, uh, it's not talking about uh, the trees and uh, nature. It's not talking about uh, the mountains and valleys. That's, that's not the world that John, uh, by the Holy Spirit, is talking about there. But uh, the Greek word that he uses when he says world is cosmos. It means an orderly arrangement or a system. And, 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 and what it means is that uh, Satan has masterminded a system that is in operation in the earth. And that system is anti-God. And, 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 and because Satan has a, a, a pit and a fight with God, but he can't defeat God, then what he turned and, and, and what he tries to do is he attacks those whom God loves. I say he attacked those whom God loves. Oh, Remember in the book of Job, when, 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 when Satan appeared before God and God said, have you considered my servant Job? Yeah. And Satan said, well, you got your hedge around him. That's why he serves you. But if you take the hedge away from him, I'll get him to curse you to your face. In order to get at God, he attacks those that God loves. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And so uh, what we see in 1 John 2.15 and 16, the word of God tells us there, do not love the world or the things. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the not of Father, but of the world. Yeah. Now, again, he's talking about here the world system. There is a system behind what we see. Yes. There's a system. Yes. Uh, you know, right in the city of uh, 
St. Louis, downtown St. Louis. Uh, just as a comparison, there is a system that backs up the banking system in America. Uh, it's called the Federal Reserve. And uh, interestingly enough, the Federal Reserve, you, you would think it's a part of the government. Come on now. But it, in actuality, it's not a part of the government. It's privately owned. And any of you all, if you've been downtown and you're going down Washington and, and, and you get to, I'm trying to think what street that is, um, Broadway, I believe. It's either Broadway or the one coming back. But there's a building that you pass by that you probably don't pay any attention to. It's got uh, uh, big, uh, massive uh, doors there. And there is a branch of the Federal Reserve that's right in downtown St. Louis. And they back up the banking system. And they have something to do with the manipulation of, of currency and setting rates and interest rates and so <laughs> forth. And every so often, uh, the members of the Federal Reserve, that none of us have a say in terms of who's on the Federal Reserve, but they meet and uh, look at things and pass policies that affect the interest rates and, 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 and the uh, availability of money. In, in, in other words, when you go to your neighborhood bank to cash your check or, or you got direct deposit, there is a system that's behind what you see. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And, and, and just as I'm using that as an example, there is a system that is behind the world that we see. And, 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 and it's a system that uh, is not geared to, 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 to build you up or to help you get closer to God or help you to be able to do the right thing. It's, it's, it's in exact opposite to that. It's, it, it's easy. It's easier to do bad than it is to do good. You ever wonder about that? Uh, and, and, and so what God is saying is, do not love the world or the things of the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in it. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And is not of the Father, but it's of the world. And so uh, we look at the uh, things that the enemy uses to defeat us. Lust of the eyes, the sensual pleasures, the lust of the flesh. Amen. This would include inordinate desires in areas of food or drugs, sex, alcohol, laziness, violence, amusement, etc., Amen. I gave the scripture reference Galatians 5, 16 through 21. He, he uses the same things. Yeah. You ever wonder why people get so screwed up? And there's some stuff that people are into and you've been wondering how in the world uh, did they get into that? There's a system at work that's behind the scenes. Amen. So uh, he uses the sensual pleasures. Amen. And then he uses selfish possessions, yeah. the lust of the eyes, 
That's what that's the, the whole advertising system is built up on that. Amen. That's why when you go online, have you ever noticed that if it's a certain thing that you uh, look at that you might be interested in, and you'll go to a site and look at it, and then you might not buy it then, but then later on on your social feed, stuff will start coming on your social feed that is what you were looking at earlier and didn't buy. The lust of the eyes. It speaks of the desire to have more and more of everything that entices the eyes. The stomach is not the only thing that has an appetite. The eyes are enamored by the world and have an insatiable appetite. There was a wise philosopher that once said, to whom little is not enough and nothing is enough. Yes. Give you the scripture reference there of Genesis 3, 1 through 7. Treat as she saw with her eyes to be good. Hallelujah. And so uh, then one of the one of the most powerful weapons that the enemy uses is the pride of life. The pride of life. And 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 I, I really almost need to take a whole uh, 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 message to talk about pride. And, 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 and how powerful pride is, is, is a tool that the enemy uses and it brings. The, the Bible says uh, pride goes before destruction yes. and a haughty spirit before fall. And, and recently uh, uh, I was doing a study and I was looking at uh, uh, the, the, the uh, power or, or the, the stranglehold of pride. And uh, we'll get into it in another time. But the thing about pride, you see, when, when you operate in pride, and, 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 and let me say this, there's a good pride and there's a destructive pride. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and, and that's what the Bible, when it says, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. And, 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 and let me talk about the destructive pride for just a moment. The destructive type of pride is one where we judge ourselves or compare ourselves to somebody else where we look at, our, we, we, we compare our strengths to their weakness to try to make ourselves feel good. I want you to think about what I said. Pride, in, in other words, pride is, a, is, a, is about comparing. Uh, I make more money than they do. I live in a better house than they do. Uh, uh, you know, I got a better job. And, 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 and pride is about comparing. Uh, one philosopher said it like this, comparisons are odious. Comparisons stink. Yes. And lesson I learned a long time ago, if you're married, one thing you never want to do is compare your husband or wife to somebody else's husband or wife. Talk about getting in trouble. You know, you don't make macaroni like uh, Brother Sonso wife. She, I, I really like her macaroni. You can like it if you want to, but you better keep quiet. <laughs> why don't you make why, why don't you make dressing like 
Uh, brother so-and-so's wife make dressing. Brother, you're going to hurt yourself. Comparisons are odious. They stink. So the pride is when we compare our strength to somebody else's weakness. And, and, and the way to uh, uh, don't compare yourself with somebody that's, that's dangerous. And somebody might say, well, 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 what am I supposed to do? Well, see, there's a good pride. And the good pride uh, is you don't compare yourself to somebody else. You compare yourself to the, to, to the word of God. You compare yourself to what God's word says you're supposed to be. That's the comparison that you need to make. That's, that's the mirror that you need to be holding up. And when you see that uh, you're shaping up to what God's word say, then you can glory in that. Amen. Yes. Thank you. But but uh, we don't realize how uh, destructive pride can be. He talks about the pride of life. This is the desire for importance, the desire to lord yourself over others, the desire to be self-sufficient, the best, the greatest. Uh, not trying to get political, but I I, I pray for the, 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 the our current president. Oh, yes, yes. I pray, yes. I pray. Yes. And and there's sometimes when I listen to him and 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 I everything's got to be oh we got the greatest this we and, and you talk about somebody that is prideful. Uh, and and. And and, and, it, and it comes out and so clearly uh, and lies and and, and I'm, I'm like oh and, and and I'm wondering how did this happen to America? How did we get in this the shape that we're in right now? And I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. And and, and the other thing that is even more unsettling to, than that is the ones that I see get up on the media and they will try to, uh, I'm trying to think what the word, you know, they'll ask them a question and, 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 and they, won't, they won't criticize and they say, well, the economy is doing good and, 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 and unemployment is down and so forth and so on and people don't care about that, but what happened to decency? Yeah. Can, can we have low employment and decency as well? I said I, want, I don't want to get political on it, but I'm talking about pride. Yeah. If you want to see a poster child for somebody that is operating in pride, amen, you ain't got to look no further than some of the stuff that's going on in Washington, D.C. Amen. Pride of life. Yeah. And, 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 and the thing to show you how dangerous pride can be, it was pride that turned an angel into a devil. Yes. And I believe it's pride, amen, that uh, has ruined the human race and turned this world into a graveyard. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We said it is the world, the flesh, and the devil. Let's talk about the flesh. Uh, the world is the external enemy. Uh, when we talk about the flesh, we're talking about an internal 
in them. Uh, and the Bible, when it talks about the flesh, Galatians 5.19, says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelry, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Very descriptive here, Galatians 5.19. The interesting thing about it is the word in the Greek that is used here is not talking about your flesh and bones. Yeah. It's not talking about your skin or your hair, your nerves or your muscles. Amen. Uh, that's not the flesh that's being referred to here. Uh, so that, you know, if you like your skin, you know, God wants us to like ourselves. And, 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 and not talk, it's not talking about that this is not the flesh. Uh, but the, the word that is spoken here uh, is referring to uh, it is an inherited predisposition to do evil. The English word comes from the Greek word S-A-R-X, sarks, which speaks of our human or carnal desire that we received from our parents. But its roots go all the way back to Adam. Yeah. Uh, someone once said, we all have faded genes. The flesh that it's referring to is like software program, or software programming, the hardware of our brain and our body. And it's a virus that's called sin. Yeah. So when he's saying here, the works of the flesh... You ever do something and then stop and look at what you did and say, why did I do that? Why, why, I don't even like what I did. Why did I do that? There is a predisposition in the flesh to do the wrong thing. Yes. It reminded me of a little boy one time that, uh, you know, uh, civil rivalry and, and, and what have you. And uh, he, uh, he and his sister were close in age. And, you know, uh, and, and, and so he got mad at her. And he called her a, a, a mean name. And he pushed her down. And he spit on her. And his mother was getting after him, and his mother was religious, and she said, the devil, I'm tired of the devil, uh, 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 you know, uh, messing with my kids. I'm tired of the, and that's just the devil. The devil made you do that. The devil, and she just, you know, she just talking about the devil made him do it. And the little boy replied and said, well, the devil made me call her a bad name. And the devil made me hit her and push her down. He said, but I spit on her myself. I thought of that all by myself. <laughs> you see, we don't need the devil to do wrong. There's a predisposition that's already in us. 
so the little boy said, the devil ain't getting all the credit. I, I came up with that one. <laughs> Talking about the flesh. The, 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 the enemy is in me. And, and, and uh, that's one of the, the, the things that uh, uh, causes us the issue and the battle and the struggle. So, uh, and, 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 and the enemy uses that and capitalizes on that. Yeah. But I'm so glad that uh, there is a remedy. There is an answer. And we're going to get to it in just a moment. Amen. Uh, lastly, uh, we want to talk about Satan, who is the eternal foe or infernal foe. Uh, we've got an external foe in the world system. We've got an internal foe uh, in our flesh. And then we've got an infernal foe, amen, Satan, who pulls the strings and orchestrates, amen, a lot of what's going on. Yeah. And so when we think about, amen, what the enemy is doing, amen, he's the mastermind who, or who orchestrates the whole conspiracy of Satan himself. He's referred to as the dark prince. Jesus called him the prince of this world, John 14, 30. The apostle Paul called him the god of this world. And Satan is a consummate liar. He is spiritually wicked. He's brilliantly stupid. He's hideously beautiful. And he likes to pull the veil over his activities. Uh, uh, he comes against you to access to depress and to defeat. Many have fallen, and, and, and uh, uh, it, it makes me think about, any of you all saw the movie, uh, uh, The Usual Suspects? Oh, yes. I remember, that's one of my favorite uh, uh, action or, or drama. Uh, and uh, the character in The uh, Usual Suspects, he said, the greatest trick that Satan ever pulled was to get the world to believe that he doesn't exist. Yes. To make you think he doesn't exist. When you start your day and go through your day, you give no thought to Satan. His devices, his schemes. Uh, uh, in, in fact, if I would ask you, what part of your day, how much of your day do you think uh, Satan is involved or, uh, or coming against you or so forth and so on, we go, we, we go for weeks and months and, 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 and without a thought or a clue that Satan's got anything to do with our lives. Yeah. Yeah. He's not even on our radar screen. Yeah. And that's the way he likes it. Yeah. That's the way he likes it. He wants us to go through life thinking that the stuff we're dealing with is just normal, ordinary stuff. Amen. And yet, uh, 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 he's coming against us with things that are diminishing our faith, yes. amen, uh, uh, driving us further away from God, amen. and bringing us further into defeat. Yes. Yes. The world, the flesh, and the devil have struck an unholy alliance to humiliate and defeat and to bring about our destruction. But I'm so glad, amen, uh, I'm so glad 
that I've got some good news. Anybody ready for some good news? Amen. Talked about the enemy, but there's good news. And when I say there's good news, amen, I think about 1 Peter 5, 8 through 10. It says, the devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in faith. Knowing that the same brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After you have suffered a while. Perfect. Establish. Strengthen. And settle you. I hearken back to what I said in, in the third chapter of the book of Judges. God left the devil here so we could learn how to fight he, he, he didn't leave him here for him to bully us. He left him here so we can learn how to fight him. Yes, yes. Amen. That's why I said resist him yes. steadfast in faith, knowing you got to know that you're not the only one. Mm -hmm. You got to know, amen, that God who has called us into his eternal glory is working Amen. The very thing that the enemy meant for evil, God is working for our good. Amen. Genesis 50. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Amen. That he might save much people alive. Yes. Amen. I got good news. Amen. amen. And in the course of this series, amen, we're going to be talking about kingdom authority. Amen. When I say I got good news, I got good news. Amen. We're not helpless or hopeless. Yes. You can yes. detect Satan's scheme and overcome his world system. Amen. Uh, we're not hopeless. We're not helpless. Amen. You can, uh, you can live with victory over every desire of your flesh. Your flesh don't have to run you. But you can control your flesh. Anybody listening to me? Your flesh don't have to run you. You're, you don't have to be subject to, uh, 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 but you can have victory over the desires of your flesh, your habits, your attitudes, your desires, your words. Amen. The evil stuff that the enemy brings to your mind and you're wondering, where did that come from? Amen. Uh, uh, they must yield as you exercise authority over your mind, your emotions, and your will. Who am I talking to? Is there somebody that I'm talking to that uh, uh, you're tired of being, uh, of being subjected to mood swings? You're tired of being subjected to depression and anxiety? Amen. You're tired of, of having to fight your own body. You can live in victory. Yes. Amen. Uh, you, you can live in victory. The Bible talks about, amen, uh, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice. There's some stuff that you're battling with, amen, that uh, uh, you tap into your kingdom authority, you can shut it down. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can shut it down. Uh, And then you can actually put Satan and his demons to flight. Oh, yes. You don't have to be afraid of him. He's supposed to be afraid of you. Yeah. And, 
and that's what we're going to be getting into this uh, series about kingdom authority. Uh, I've seen situations where uh, I've, I've actually uh, been in situations where I had in my pocket what I needed and didn't realize what I had. Uh, anybody ever got a, a, a gift card or uh, uh, money or got money and you forgot you, you put it up and hid it or hid it in your wallet or something like that? And, and here you are in your mind, you're thinking you broke. And you think, you know, uh, you can't do this or can't do that or can't get this or can't get that. And you actually had the means of your deliverance on you. But you didn't know. That's what we're talking about. Kingdom authority. As a born again believer, there are rights and privileges that we can exercise for our victory. I was thinking about a story that I heard as I close. You see, a lot of us, we, we, we've come to the point to where we just want to survive. We, we've operated in survival mode so, for so long until, uh, you know, we just, you know, can, can, can we all get along? Can we all get back? We just, a lot of us, we would settle for peace. We settle for the devil not messing with us. And yet God has more than that for us. God has more than that. Amen. And, 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 but we're saying, well, but, but I'm just trying to make it. Amen. God didn't, didn't just want us to make it. He wanted us to thrive. Yes. And it reminded me uh, uh, of a story. Uh, there was a uh, football coach. There was a football coach who uh, he decided to use one of his former players to do some recruiting for him. And so... He got with this former player and said, I want you to go out and I want you to recruit uh, uh, some to play football in my program. And so the player says uh, to the, 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 the recruiter said to the coach, what kind of player do you want? And the coach responded and said, well, you know the man who gets knocked down and stays down? We don't want him. Then the coach said, and then there's the guy who when he's knocked down, he gets up. And then when he gets knocked down again, he stays down. We don't want him either. And then he said, but there's a guy who keeps getting up no matter how many times he gets knocked down. He gets back up. He gets knocked down. He gets back up. He gets knocked down. He gets back up. And the recruiter said, that's the guy you want. Coach said, no. That's not the guy I want. He said, I want the guy who keeps knocking him down. That's who I want. He is. Who realizes his kingdom authority. And, and, and realize I can knock the devil. Every time the devil comes and get in my face, I can knock him down in the name of Jesus with the power of God and the authority of the word. I'm, I'm not the one that's always being knocked down. I'm the one knocking down. We need to begin to see ourselves as champions. Amen. We need to see ourselves in a different light 
Amen. And when we begin to see ourselves in a different light, amen, we'll be operating in kingdom of God. Because that's how God does it. 